Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard, and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hey guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, I'm really excited to have my guest this week, uh, Ingrid Brink. We're uh, from the same town in Louisiana, and she is the owner of Sensible Meals. So thanks so much for taking the time to join me. Yeah, I appreciate it. I actually love doing podcasts and meetings and talking like this because it's really important as a female business owner, especially small business to large business to kind of help teach and like spread the word of how we started our business and help other people. I wish I would have had that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it really is like... uh um, doing this podcast, like it's made, it's all been women so far, um, yes. which is great. And it's like, I don't know, like uh, we just have this sense of like connectedness that we need, you know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. Um, awesome. So how's your champagne? How's, how's that? Great. Perfect for Friday. I'm actually going to a charity gala this afternoon, starting hair and makeup in about two hours. So it's perfect right now. (gasps) Perfect. That's awesome. Um, yes, and a huge thanks to our sponsor, Naked Winery. So if you're in Hood River, Bend, or Seaside, Oregon, be sure to stop by and see them. Um, but yeah, let's start diving into all the fun stuff. I've been following your story for a long time, um, just because we know a lot of the same people. And right. Um, so I'm just excited to hear it and to have you share it. Um, how long? Yeah. How long have you been doing it? And you know, how'd you get into it? All of that good stuff. Yeah. Well, most people know me for Sensible Meals, which I started about five years ago. But prior to that, I actually was a gym owner and I was a fitness trainer since the time I was 15. And in 2011, I started my own gym and that quickly became four gyms. And then in 2014 is when I started Sensible Meals and I kind of left the gym life behind because Sensible Meals took off on a national scale, which I never in my wildest dreams thought that would happen, but it's been an amazing ride the past five years. That's awesome. Yeah, actually, I, I say I've been following your story, but I didn't know you were a gym owner prior to that. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I kind of I kind of always started my businesses in a different way than a lot of people. I always started with no loans, no partners, no debt. I awesome. just grew my business as the business grew. Like I didn't buy new equipment or new machinery or hire new people unless I could afford them that week. And so, um, it's, it's really been cool to see that I actually have grown two different businesses the same way and not had to be in debt or count on anyone else or, you know, have to share anything with anyone else. It's literally just been me. So that's, that's, I think what a lot of people are excited about learning about and how they can do the same thing. Yeah, that's so smart because I mean, you know, having debt over your head is the worst feeling, you know? Exactly. That's awful. Yeah. Um, and it's not just the debt. It's not just taking out loans and things like that. It's a lot of times people go into business with partners or investors yeah. and you're, you have to do what those people want you to do. You have to always go to them for everything. And 
you know, it's just like, it's like a marriage. You have someone else you're married to or multiple people basically. So for me, it was always very, very important that I'm not going to get into something unless I'm doing it myself and I'm not going to get in over my head. I basically week to week grow. That's awesome. I love it. Do you still have gyms or no? Actually, I, about a year into Sensible Meals, I franchised them and got rid of them. And now I just teach on the side just for fun because I love teaching fitness classes. So I teach them for free. I actually travel. I have a gym here that I teach for free when I have time, but I actually travel across the country as well and guest teach. So it's, it's neat because I get to do what I love. I get to do something for the community for free. And then also, I mean, a little selfishly, people get to know me in Sensible Meals and then yeah. they buy my products. So it's a win-win, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, you just did one in New Orleans, right? Like that looks yeah, so fun. Yeah, actually I last Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good event and it was for a charity, which most of them are when I guest teach. We do type one charities, breast cancer, a lot of children and female type charities. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I love it. Um, so with traveling and different businesses and being a mom, um, you know, how do you balance your work and life? And do you have any tips for that? I mean, honestly, I really don't. I'm crazy. I'm <laughs> that shit crazy. <laughs> no. Um, I think the biggest thing is don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, like so many years I was a single mom with two kids and then I was pregnant for my third one. And I tried to do everything myself. I didn't want to ask for help. I thought that was a sign of weakness. I felt like I'm not very trusting of people. And so I, I was killing myself doing it on my own. And as Sensible Meals took off and as I could afford it as well, I did bring in a nanny. You know, I did hire really amazing people that work in my corporate office. Um, actually, my father is my right-hand person and he runs so much of the business. So as I've handed off the baton a little bit to different people, especially when I feel myself kind of starting to feel a little crazy and overwhelmed, it's very important to be able to turn to people and say, look, I'm about to lose it today. Like I'm in (laughs) over my head. I have this, this, and this going on. I need you to step in. And so to find people that you trust, whether it's with your children or your business is super important. And you, and And for someone like me, who's not a very trusting person, you have to like allow yourself to let people in. Yeah, totally. And yeah, like you said, that's so hard sometimes because I don't know, it's like our kids, our business, like, I don't know, just giving that, that trust into somebody else to do it as good as we could or as much as we want to, like, that's hard. Well, as women, we're born fixers and (laughs) problem solvers. And so you always feel like you need your finger on everything. And mm-hmm. there's no way that you can be good at everything if you're giving pieces of yourself all over the place. Like you really have to sometimes just focus. And honestly, different years have had different focuses. Like this past year, I really stepped away from Sensible Meals a lot because I had issues in my home life going on. When my son has type 1 diabetes, you know, I have a five-year-old, I have a teenager who's a junior in high school you know, my own relationship. So I really stepped away from it a lot in 2019. Now Mm -hmm. we're heading into 2020. And if you've noticed on my social media, the past month or two, I'm like all back in sensible meals right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, all day, every day. So I think just different seasons of your life bring different focus and where you need to be. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And, um, I've noticed that you said, um, all the new packaging and everything. So that's exciting. Like that's, oh my gosh. Right. 
It's exciting, but it's also a huge headache, but it needs to be done. You know, we've been here for five years and I always want to grow. I think if you're stagnant, you start moving backwards. Yeah. And so for me, it was really important to bring freshness to the product. We have the new packaging that's rolling out. Hopefully by the end of December, the new machinery will all be in, all the training will be done and we'll be fully hundred percent with the new packaging. But we also built new kitchens. We built new prep facilities. We hired a whole new team of chefs. We have a new general manager. Like we really have done a lot. We have new people working on our websites. And, um, you know, I say all the time is that I didn't go to college for this. Like I went to college, but I never finished. And I went for nursing and I went for teaching and all these different things. So for me, it's, it's been learning as mm-hmm. I'm going and I definitely make mistakes. I mean, an example is I have spent so much dang money on my website and it still looks like a child made it because I didn't know who to go to. I didn't right. know what they were doing right and wrong. And so that's something that for five years I'm still dealing with. And hopefully we have someone coming in and, and stepping that game up a little bit. But I always say like, you're never going to be perfect in business and you're always going to have to learn and grow and fix and bring new people in unless you want to go backwards. So that's kind of what we're doing right now. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a lot. Like that's so many elements that you put into place um, oh, this yeah. year. Um, but yeah, I love that because you're right. If we don't just go like, cause I think so many of us <clears throat> as like business owners, we get, you know, paralyzed by the fear. And so it kind mm-hmm. of like holds us in if we don't just like keep going. Like, yeah, it's not going to be perfect. Like people are going to have comments, but. Exactly. Well, the thing is, is, you know, when you're going along with your business and everything's comfortable, you hate to change something because right. when you change a lot of times, like even when you do skincare, what happens when you start a new skincare regimen, what happens at first? Your face breaks out. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, there's going to be all these problems before you get to this amazingness a few weeks, few months down the road. And that's always what happens with change. And it is scary. It is annoying. It does definitely filter into your personal life. But I think to be a successful lifelong business owner, that has to happen. Like you have yeah. to just take that step. Totally. I love it. Um, do you have any go-to apps or any automation or anything like that that you use in your business or like personal to, to, you know, keep things going and and thriving? I mean, I will be honest with you. I'm pretty ignorant when it comes to technology and apps and all that. I mean, I'm 38 and a half, so I'm kind of older than that whole age group that grew up with it. I grew up with like dial up internet where you had to share with your whole house and stuff. Yes. Yeah, me too. Yeah. (laughs) And so, I mean, I'm still learning, but it's important to hire people that, that do know about it. And that's really what we are focusing on going into 2020 is bringing people on board that know about SEO and how to link stuff from Google and how to make sure your social media is seen and all that good stuff. But I do like social media basically because I feel like through social media, through doing live videos and things like that, that I can connect with clients when I couldn't actually physically see them every day or physically talk to them. So for me to be able to do a live video and talk to someone in Houston or in Oregon is really nice. So for that, I do love Facebook. I do love Instagram and even, you know, podcasts like this are great because I like to talk to my clients. Yeah. Yeah. It really is um, such a way to connect with them and grow that relationship. You know, like it's really just, it's perfect for things like that. Yeah. I will say that Um, I think it was actually one of your questions, if I'm looking on here. Uh, Well, anyway, I think you had asked me about it, but uh, 
one of the ways that my business grew was social media. I was barefoot, pregnant at home cooking and, (coughs) and I had everyone text to start signing up for the meal program. It was like, Hey, text me, you know, I'll sign you up. And I had to stop what I was doing so many times a day and explain over and over and over these same exact questions. Mm -hmm. And one night I was sitting there cooking, you know, I had a baby at this point. It was a couple weeks into the business. And I finally just sat down at my kitchen table at like one o'clock in the morning, no makeup, you know, dirty hair and was like, look, this is how the program works. If you want to do it, text me, I'm ready. You're either ready or you're not. And I'll, you know, I'll sign you up. The next morning I woke up and I had like over 50 texts that said I'm ready. Oh, that's awesome. It was the coolest thing. It was kind of done on accident out of desperation on social media. Cause I figured that's the easiest way for everyone to see it. And I woke up with this video being shared almost virally and all these texts, people saying, Hey, I want to do this. I'm ready. And it was like, wow, social media is so cool. And you're able to reach so many people. Just that's how I started. Like from this one video. That's awesome. That's crazy. Um, I love it. And didn't you like, if I remember right, seeing on your social media, like it was like brand new, right? When you had your last child and you had to like go home and cook and like get everything going. That's Yeah. So I started this program, um, I think it was April and Georgie was born in May. So I was literally barefoot and pregnant when I started it. And then she was born and because my son got diagnosed with type one diabetes in February. Oh wow. So it was like a month or two of kind of getting used to what he needed, portioning his food, and, you know, come April is when people were like, what are you doing? Because I was posting pictures of what mm-hmm. I was doing for him and myself. Uh, so yeah, so that's how it started. I was literally barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, I have quite a few girlfriends, you know, down in Slidell that that do it and like they rave mm-hmm. about it. I haven't had a chance to try it yet, but they just talk about how good like the food Thank is. You. So that's awesome. Thank you. Um. Okay. So what do you do to help your business grow? Like, I know we just kind of talked about social media. That sounds mm-hmm. like that's the big one, that, like catalyst that you use. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you use or like, how do you get out of your comfort zone to kind of crush your goals? Well, obviously, yeah. Social media is great because I actually am a very shy person. I am an introvert. So for me, being able to talk to people over videos and things like that is way more comfortable for me. Or even getting on stage in front of 10,000 people, I'm more comfortable than one-on-one talking. And so social media allows you to do that. It allows you to talk to multiple people at a time and still kind of be in a safe bubble, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But for me, another really good way to get out there is charity work. And, you know, obviously as my business grew, we did more financial charity stuff, but you don't have to always do that. I mean, just donating things from your business, whether it's a service or a product, whether it's just going to events and being a face in your community all of that stuff is great for networking and connections and meeting new people. And I mean, I've met magazine owners and I mean, some of my food vendors, like different products we use, people have been like, Hey, you know, we own this restaurant. We would love to step in and make this sauce for you. So all of those people I met locally doing charity events. That's all. Yeah. I think people kind of forget the importance of networking in real life. You know what I mean? Like it is such a big impact on business. Um, like, you know, digital is one thing and it's great and it has its space, but really being able to like connect with a person on a one-on-one level in real life is huge. 
Well, what I always tell people too is networking is great, but when you go to just a networking event, at least for my personality, it can be a little uncomfortable because I feel like sometimes people are a little aggressive because they're there specifically to sell the product or sell themselves. When you go to a charity event, it really is a different feel. Everyone Mm -hmm. is there out of the goodness of their heart. They're already giving people. They're usually empathetic people. And so, and people who have the money and the ability to donate. So for me, that has really been like my bread and butter is meeting other like-minded people and wanting to work together. So for me, that would be my biggest suggestion is get involved in several charities that you believe in. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I've seen like on social media, like it seems like you do a lot of those, which is fantastic. Is that, oh yeah, you have one tonight too, right? Yeah, tonight I'm actually going, now I'm not a part of this event. I'm just actually attending. So I guess our tickets obviously were donations that we bought, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to the Son of a Saint Gala and it's in New Orleans at the Ritz-Carlton and it's basically the Son of a Saint program. What they do, and I don't want to misspeak, but from what I understand is they take about a hundred boys who are fatherless and they teach them so many things that a father would have taught them, like how to get a job and how to dress properly, tie a tie and how to talk to people in a social setting, which is great because a lot of times, you know, boys that don't have fathers or might not come from the best family upbringing, even if they are on the right track and they go to college and they do all of these things, they still don't know the basics that a mother or father would have taught you. And so this charity steps in and does all of that for, I think it's about a hundred boys at a time. Oh, that just gave me goosebumps. That is so neat. Like that, that's just amazing. Um, Oh, awesome. Okay. So how could, do you have any tips or advice on like how business owners can break out of their comfort zones? Hmm. Breaking out. I I think I'm still working on that. (laughs) I definitely, like I said, I'm actually a very shy person. So I feel like every day there's something that puts me in an uncomfortable position and sometimes (laughs) I overcome it and deal with it. And there are many times or at the last minute I will cancel or back out or send someone else because it's just not the day. So I'm still definitely working on that. Um, But honestly, I think the biggest thing for a business owner is to just try to be as transparent as possible. Even if you make mistakes, even if you don't know the right answer, I think as long as you're honest about it and you are willing to learn and better yourself in your business, I think people are pretty open to you and they are drawn to you for not being perfect, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, this day and age, like, it just seems like everybody has all their shit together, but you know, yeah, not me. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> like, I don't think the majority of us do, you know, just remembering that, like, you know, we're all humans just trying to figure it out as we go. For sure. Um, awesome. So yeah, well, we're already to like your favorites, like, um, the last question, your favorite book, favorite drink, um, thing to do to relax, thing to watch and place to go. Okay. So my favorite book would probably be The Secret. It's an easy read. And I read that book probably 10 times during my life. And each time was like, this is stupid. I didn't finish the book. You know, it was like people who believe this stuff are crazy. (laughs) And then I think it it was that I was at a, a point of rock bottom. I was pregnant, you know, my significant other Basically, I mean, I've been open about it, had cheated. You know, my son got type 1 diabetes. I was going through a custody battle, literally couldn't pay my bills, was, you know, calling my parents saying, hey, can you keep the lights on at the gym? Can you do this and that? Mm -hmm. So I was really at a point of rock bottom when I turned on Netflix, of all things. And the secret, the book that I had kept not reading was made into a 
like a movie and it's a little cheesy. It's kind of like one of those things you watch in 11th grade, like history class on a Friday, but sitting and watching this, the movie that was made from the book and then rereading the book, something clicked because I was open to it. I, my brain was now open and I was willing to listen and believe in the things the book was saying. And I started believing in energy and positivity and vision boards and all of that. And it has truly changed my life. And I, I try to teach that to my family, my friends, my employees, and those people who have actually heeded my advice they always message me back and they're like, girl, it's crazy. All these things I put on my vision board last year, I've crossed out like 10 of them. I mean, things you never thought would happen, a new home or a trip, a trip to Disney or a marriage or a child. I mean, it, it really is once you put that energy out there, it's crazy how many things you you knock off and you move forward with. Yeah. Um, I love that. And I've been meaning to make a vision board mainly just because I've seen you do it and talk about it. Like it's been mm-hmm. on my to-do list. Um, cause I want to do that so bad. Cause I believe yeah. it too. Like <clears throat> I'm doing this course by James Wedmore and his first like few modules are all about mindset and like our energy of what we put off. Yes. Same kind of thing. Like I never like before I'd be like, what? Okay. That's stupid. Right but now it's like, and once you kind of make these shifts, like about everything, like money, family, your job, like it's incredible how, how it shifts without even realizing it, you know? Yeah, it really is. You have to be open to it though. And yeah. so many of us are closed off. Mm-hmm. For so, sure. My favorite drink, uh, let's see. Honestly, I should say water because I'm in health and fitness, but I never drink water ever. (laughs) I might have a sip of water a day, which I know is terrible. Um, If I had to pick a favorite drink though, I mean, right now it'd probably be Pinot Grigio. That's my go-to. That's a good one. I do love some Pinot Grigio. Yeah. Things to relax. Um, my whole life, honestly, it was exercise. That was my thing for my stress relief and endorphins. However, I have been away from that and I definitely feel the stress building up. Mm-hmm. But another thing that I do a lot and I think is important, and I'm sure people will be like, oh, whatever, if I had extra finances, I'd do it too. But I think it's important to take like little mini retreats. And for me personally, now that I can afford to do so, I'll take little two or three day vacations where Mm -hmm. I just go away. And of course I still have to work. I still have to check in, but checking in on a beach or a mountaintop is a lot nicer than checking in at your office. So quick little two or three day vacations every couple of months. You don't have to take seven days or 10 days. I mean, three days. That's good. Yeah. Um, But you don't always have to like leave. You can do that at home as well. You know, I tell people like take a weekend where you tell people like I'm putting my phone down on Friday. Here's a way to get in touch with me in an an absolute emergency, but I'll be back on Monday And, and try to just disconnect a little bit and like log back in with your family. And if it's not your family with your own body, give yourself, you know, bubble baths and have a massage therapist and just recharge. I mean, we're, I hate to say it, but like human beings, like we have batteries, you know, like we need to recharge. And if you don't, you are going to just fall apart. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And it's, it's so important. Um, and like you said, we don't have to go anywhere. We, I mean, you don't even have to make it extravagant, just no. mentally like shifting the way you're thinking about it. And yes. like you said, yourself, your family, whatever you want to do. And those help so much. Like even just two days without like a phone or logging into anything can make Absolutely. a big difference. 
So what do I like to watch? I am huge on anything real. I love documentaries. I don't care if they're about serial killers or about chickens. Like it doesn't matter. I love learning. And obviously I know some documentaries are opinion-based, but I still love learning about different things in the world. So I, I love history. I love current events. Um, I'm not like a big movie person or TV person. I've never seen Star Wars. Like I, I've never, I don't watch The Bachelor, any right, of that. I don't either. <laughs> yeah. But if it's a documentary or anything about history, like Downton Abbey or something like that, then yeah, I'll binge watch it. Nice. I haven't watched that yet. I've heard so many good things. It's really good actually. Yeah. Yeah. I need to. And then place to go. I mean, I guess if it's like a vacation spot, Grand Cayman is someplace I go several times a year. And it's not that it's this amazing... When I go on vacation, I just want to sit my butt down and not move. And I think that's why I like going there because I'm not like an adventurous vacation person. I don't want to go climb up cliffs and zip line and, and, and talk to tons of people. I want to go and be left alone. I need to recharge my battery and not talk to people. And so, because that's my life is, you know, all day long is talking to people, whether they work for me, their clients, my kids, their friends, my family, like it's a lot. So for me, when I, when I want a place to go, it is a place that I don't have to do anything. And so Grand Cayman has become that place for me. Matter of fact, I've been looking at property there because it really has become that special and like a second home for me. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I've seen your pictures. It looks amazing. Um, And I'm the same way. Like, I just want to do nothing uh, when I go somewhere. My husband's the exact opposite. He's like, well, (laughs) let's go, you know, mountain bike or go hiking. And I'm like, dude, I just want to sit here and not do anything. Well, what's really nice is my parents are the opposite of me. They love to be on the go, have an itinerary. So my two older children who are teenagers, a couple times a year, they take them on vacation and they are go, 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 go the whole time. And so that's nice because my boys get to do that. Because with me, I'm like, hey, we're sitting here. We're not moving. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's probably boring to them, but... Yeah, I'm the same way. So, like, we're trying to figure out, like, a trip in the spring. And I was thinking San Diego because beach, do nothing, you know. And yeah, Benton's like, no, I mean, I can't mountain bike there. And me and the kids are like, we don't know. <laughs> like, we're going to go sit on the beach. <laughs> but, um, and by the way, he told me to tell you hi. Like, I yeah. don't know if you remember him. Um, yeah, it's crazy. That's crazy. You were like, oh, my husband went to school with you. <laughs> yeah, I know. He was like, wait, I don't think we actually went to North Shore. It's, she, I went to school in Boyette with her. And I was like, oh, yeah. Man, I don't know if she's going to remember you, but I'll tell her hi. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, I went to Boyette and then I went to Pope John Paul after that. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I, always, I was going to go to Pope, but then I ended up going to Slato High. So, yeah. Awesome. It's a small world. Um, okay, so where can everybody find you? Uh, you know, your website, social media, yeah. all of that. So for Sensible Meals, you can go to at Sensible Meals on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and Pinterest, and everything else is at Sensible Meals. Our website is actually eatsensiblemeals.com. And then for me, it's just my name, Ingrid Rink. And I do have an Instagram. I do have a Facebook. I don't have a personal Twitter. It's too much to keep up with. Um, but yeah, if you follow me there, that's really where I do a lot of my interacting. I don't have like a public phone number or email or anything like that. But if you message me or comment on my social media, I really try to answer, you know, appropriately and quickly. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, I love following along your stories. Like it's super fun. (laughs) Thanks. I mean, sometimes I wonder if I'm sharing a little bit too much, (laughs) but 
at the same time, you know, it's, it's who I am. And I think part of why different businesses grow is it's not just the business and just the product. You also have to feel drawn to the people behind the business, whether it's the owner, the manager, whatever. And so for me, it's sometimes I do get a little bit nervous of, Oh my God, did I share too much? Or did I say too much? But I also have to remind myself that that is the same thing that draws people to me and to my business. It makes people interested in what we're doing and why we're doing it. So, you know, I agree. I mean, like you said, it's the, that transparency. I mean, you're just sharing you and how it got started and what you're doing like right. is amazing. Like, yeah, Thank I you. think you're doing a great job. <laughs> Thank you. Well, this is pretty cool too. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah, I, I had this idea a few years ago and again, like was super scared to get it started because mm-hmm. I'm kind of the same way. Like I'm shy. Like if you call me on the phone, I will not answer, but I'll text you back. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's been great. I've met some really amazing women and, um, just the community of entrepreneurs is just great. You know, it's like, okay, I'm not crazy. Like somebody else is going through this too, you know, like, absolutely. Yeah. Cause it's not easy, but it's awesome. Right. It's nice to people to be able to hear whenever I do podcast or speak, women always say, wow, like, okay, it's normal that I'm going through this or I'm second guessing myself or I'm scared because I think, society makes you think that you go to college, you get a degree, you do this and everything's just work out peachy keen and you're perfect. And then you're higher at 45 and you, that's not how it works at all. It is literally ups and downs like a roller coaster the entire time. You know, it totally is. Um, it's funny. It's hard to explain, you know, like how emotionally taxing it is, but like the benefits of it too. I don't know, but I'm sure you can understand, but absolutely. But yeah. So yeah, good. well, so, I'm really glad you invited me to do this. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it's been a blast. And like I said, thanks so much for taking the time. I know you're super busy and you have your gala tonight. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks, Nicole. Yeah, thanks. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs>